Your clothes need a detergent as active as you are. Wynn's sports detergent removes sweat, oils, bacteria, and salts from your workout wearer so it feels, and perhaps more importantly, smells fresh as new. Save 20% off any Wynn products on Amazon using code AMRGOWIN. That's all one word. Limit one redemption per customer. Again, that code on Amazon is AMRGOWIN. A-M-R-G-O-W-I-N. Happy February, friends, and welcome to AMR Trains, a podcast based on the Train Like a Mother Club. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of of Another Mother Runner, and I love talking details, especially when it comes to training and racing and adventuring. So today we are going to talk to Julie Masson, mother runner based in Kansas City, Missouri. She's the mother of three kids, um, ages 12, 10, and 8, and a marketing director. And she ran her first marathon in the fall of 2019, the Chicago Marathon. She embraced the training and has more than a few TMI stories to share about both her training and her race day. Welcome, Julie. Hello. I'm, I muted myself so I could laugh at all of my TMI things, but I, I could share more. I won't share all of them today. So, Well, but- you know, we love a good TMI moment around another mother runner. So don't hold back, sister. Um, okay. So you are, um, well, so yeah, so that's pr- pretty much what we know about you is that you're a mother of three, you're a marketing director, you live in Kansas City on the Missouri side. That's important. That's right. That's out. right. Um, but let's start with a little background on your running. Um, when and why did you start running? Well, I actually was a runner in junior high and high school, and I kind of hated it, but it was the only sport I could do because I'm incredibly uncoordinated. Um, But I I liked it enough because I won sometimes and I'm competitive. So, and I'm very, very social. So that's the part that I liked, but I really honestly hated the running. So as soon as high school (laughs) was over, I ditched the running. And like many moms, you know, you get older, you get busy, you have kids. And in April of 2018, I just kind of looked at myself and looked at my health and said, I cannot keep living like this. I mean, I hadn't gained massive amounts of weight, but I just knew I was not very healthy. And I was actually inspired by my own mom because she, ever since Christmas of that previous year, had just been walking and walking and walking. She walked miles and miles and miles every day and had gotten really healthy. And I thought, well, goodness gracious, if my mom, who's in her 60s, can be dedicated and be diligent to exercise, I can do it. So I hopped on Pinterest and I found a really clickbaity, catchy title that totally worked. And it said, I ran four times a week for 12 weeks and here's what happened. And it actually was really helpful. So it was a good clickbait and it worked. And I read the article and I thought, okay, okay, I can run four times a week. And I made a hand printed training plan that just meant I just had to check off four times each week for 12 weeks and I did it. And about eight weeks in, I realized, oh, I kind of like this running thing. I think the reason I hated it before is I was only doing like two to three miles and those are the worst of all the miles. Sure. sure. Once I got to like mile four and five, it just felt good. It felt good to realize that my body could run that far. And I, I just realized I wasn't running far enough. So that kind of got me thinking, well, maybe I'd want to run a 10 K but I'd never want to run a half marathon. And then it was, okay, I think I want to do a half marathon, but I would never do a full marathon. And then after I did my first half in 
the fall of 2018, I thought, okay, I need to do a marathon. And on a whim, I signed up for Chicago and I got in. So from 2019, I did a marathon. There you go. Well, so, and I'm just curious, were you like, did you go to the gym or anything prior to your four times, yeah. you know, 12 weeks of four <clears throat> times of running? Yeah. When our, when our kids were little, we had a really cheap Y membership. And sure. so I would go and do the elliptical and I did Zumba a lot, actually. I loved Zumba class. That was super fun. Um, but again, I was very social. So I got to know, I, I had kind of this group at the gym of girls that we would do different classes together, but I really, honestly, I would, I didn't love those a ton, but because I was with other people, it was endurable. Nice. So I kind of was in shape ish off and on, but then once I hit my mid thirties, you can't just be in shape ish. You kind of have to decide which way you're going to go. It seems like. Yes. And then you go to Pinterest and find your workout plan. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) You're the first person I've ever heard that has found, I'm sure there are plenty of running plans and and good ones on Pinterest, but you're the first person that I've I've heard that found it there. So that's great. Um, Well, so what was intriguing about a marathon to you? I mean, was it just that you wanted to challenge yourself after running 13 miles or half marathon? Well, I am someone who loves to set lofty goals. I'm an achiever. I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram. Um, yes, I've heard of it. I, I want to do mine, but I haven't done yes, mine. You need yes. to. I okay. would actually love to know what runners are because I wonder if we have some common numbers. I bet you we um, do. I think there's I, a lot. Yeah. Like uh, my, 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 um, my bet is that there's a lot of eights and threes. So eights are the challengers. They like okay. to control. They like to lead. And I, I see a lot of that in runners because you have to like just control and t- like t- take control of your situation. Um, and you know, you have a plan to follow. I'm a three, which the threes are the achievers. And okay. so I just like to commit and go after thing. I, I find a lot of satisfaction in achieving something. Um, not necessarily that was hard, but, but kind of, but also threes are performers, which I hate this version, but threes like to look successful. And so if you can run a marathon, like you get a lot of respect. And so I think there is both, I want to achieve, I want to accomplish, but also I think I just have this drive to prove to myself and to remind myself that I can do hard things. And so, because I struggle, I've struggled at various times in my life with really, um, like just believing that I can do something hard and running has been that journey of showing me that I can do things that I didn't think I could do. So going after a marathon was something <clears throat> that I think I'm naturally interested into because of my personality, but yeah. also something that I think was a good journey for me. Because even though, like I'll share later, it was a hot mess of a race, <laughs> um, I was able to sit down afterwards and just go, oh my word, I just finished a marathon. And I would have never in a million years said that I could do that. You processed it. Yeah, for sure. Well, and... um. Chicago was it does that does that hold a place in your heart or were you just like more like oh Chicago it's I'm just gonna enter the lottery just to see well I (laughs) I I liked I like the big races even though I never done one that big yeah and so I thought if I'm gonna run 26.2 miles I don't want to do it and I love Kansas City but I was like I don't I don't want to do it in my hometown sure it's fun to do a little sightseeing yeah I want to go do it in a city that's cool and I love big cities we lived overseas for a couple of years in Madrid and I wish we lived in a bigger city, but we don't, and that's okay, and I'm content, but I was really drawn to Chicago, and then, you know, now that I'm kind of in this running community, and I've learned about the Abbott World Major Marathons, I thought, well, you know, 
someday, what if I want to do all six? I might as well start with Chicago since it's not that far away. And I really didn't think I'd get in, honestly, but, but <laughs> then I did. So There you go. Exactly. Well, so you work full time and you have three small children. Um, how did you go about picking a training program that you thought could work? Did you go to Pinterest? <laughs> no, no. I had been listening to the AMR podcast since, let's see, and because I'm in marketing, I like thinking through the funnels. So okay. I, let's see, I think I started listening to the Another Mother Runner podcast right after the Kansas City Half Marathon. So in like November, 2018. Okay. And it was the one, you guys had done a live one. And I thought, oh, shoot, I just found this podcast oh, and yep, I really like right. them. And yep. they were just here and I could have gone to hear them live. And so I started listening to the podcast and I heard that there was training plans and I heard that there was these groups and da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, okay, I think I might want to do one. And so, you know, in marketing, they say like in today's day and age, a customer needs like 20 some contacts with a company before they're willing to purchase. Well, oh, wow. I listened to like a zillion different podcasts. I or I liked the Facebook page. I liked the Instagram account. And so when it came time to like finally buckle down and decide how I was going to train for Chicago, you guys were the ones that I knew to be trustworthy because I'd been listening for so long and had all those different points of contacts that I was like, I'm going to go with an AMR um, training plan. So I checked them out and I felt like the crush it, Although I, I think, I think on there, the crush it plan says like, you should have either run a marathon or I don't know, but I was like, man, I'm going to do that's, it. Anyway. I think that's the type that, uh, or that's the plan that type eights and threes in the NHM are drawn to, um, because I was going to say that's, it's pretty ambitious. I mean, you are, you have running background and, um, you're coming off a half marathon. So, I mean, you know, it, and it should be said, like, if you were felt overwhelmed, we could have brought you down to go the distance. Yeah. But yeah, I love that you picked brush the distance. So, um, cause it's got a nice variety of runs. So tell me, yeah. think, like, just go back to your training. What did, like, were there particular kinds of runs that you liked or ones that you were like, Oh God, I, I don't want to do another help repeat to save my life. Like, well, you know, so we have where I live, you know, it doesn't matter which way I go out of my neighborhood, there are hills. Okay. So like, I just kind of had to suck it up and realize that I was always going to have heel hills, even if it wasn't hill re repeat day. <clears throat> okay. Um, I think when I reflect on my training plan with that particular plan, I had, a, I had things that went well and things that didn't go well, mostly related to me. And I think what went well was I was consistent and I stuck with that plan as much as possible. I mean, and that's some of that's my personality. And for all of 2019, I, whatever training plan I was on, whether it was one I made or, you know, when I got from you guys, I put it into my own spreadsheet and I printed it out and I put it on my wall. And so every morning when I would get up and walk to the bathroom, it was there. And I was checking things off and writing down data, like my weight and my average mile. And sure. if I did strength training, so yeah. I was pretty consistent. And I mean, if, if there was an, a, an assignment that I had to do hill repeats on Tuesday, I did it. Sure. I Was that have, fulfilling to, to write a doll down as you kind of walked oh, by? Or, yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I get to achieve. I get to say, I, I got to look at it and go, look what I achieved yesterday. Look what I achieved last week. Yeah. Um, so it's very fulfilling. And so I was also really consistent with the strength and conditioning. I, don't I was going to ask you that. I yeah. I did some of the YouTube videos that you guys had posted. And mm -hmm. then I had a chiropractor that, oh my goodness, was fabulous. And she had given me some strength exercises to do for my particular issues that I was having with one of my knees and then my, uh, my hips. And so sure. I like pretty much every evening, my kids and my husband would see me on the living room floor with a foam roller and then doing my strength exercises. Wow. Um, and I you. think I also ate pretty healthy, but <laughs> 
I eating healthy, like generically healthy is not the same as marathon training healthy. And I can talk more about that later, but. Well, um, yeah, no, talk about that. I mean, I'm curious, what, well, what do you see as the difference? So I felt like I was eating healthy because I wasn't eating a lot of processed stuff. I wasn't eating, I really wasn't eating a lot of junk. Um, but I was not, what I found, I've been, so for Christmas, I got the book Roar. I don't know if you've heard of yep, that yet. Absolutely. Okay. It's, yep. So I've been reading that book and as I read it, I went, well, crap, my whole entire marathon training plan, I was not fueled enough and I was not eating enough. So I was eating healthy things. I was not eating enough healthy things. So I was under fueled for, I think most of my training and for sure during the marathon, I didn't, I didn't have enough protein for that's one thing in that book. I realized I did not have enough protein at all. Yeah. That's, um, that's a typical, uh, what I haven't gone to the simply nurse, like a mother program a lot. Women don't eat enough protein. And they, she also says that in roars that Stacy Sims. I think that's the, yes, I think you're right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So protein and fat. I mean, that's another one that is, yep. you know, we demonize, but um, you know, and then um, what was I going to say? And I've heard as a rule, I mean, it's hard because, you know, we, we run to, to, um, help us with weight sometimes. Right. You don't want to, mm -hmm. but, um, but it's kind of a catch 22 because you want to yep. go, you know, you, <laughs> you want to lose weight, but you need to fuel yourself. And as a rule, most endurance runners don't eat enough or they, you know, or they don't eat the right type of thing, I guess. That's, I think that's exactly what had happened. And I, I didn't realize it at the time in my mind, my weight was good. I was eating healthy ish, you know, on weekends sometimes, especially oh, after course, the long runs, yeah. I would not always eat the greatest, but, um, yeah, that, I think that really did come to bite me later as I, as I will tell you, cause I, yeah. like I said, it was a hot mess of a day. Well, um, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Well, you, you put up one post on the Facebook page. Um, uh, so I pulled a lot of this content that we're talking about now because you were so chatty, which we loved <laughs> it's very um, chatty. on the, on the, the, the traditional marathon training Facebook page, um, with coach Amanda, um, you know, you put up one post about how you're going slower than you wanted to. But yes. you also kind of nodded to that, that you, you figured out your nutrition. So I'm just curious, like what, what, how, how you figured it out then and how you would do it now in retrospect. Yeah, very, I was very naive. That was um, naive Julie thinking she had found the plan probably because she had Googled and Pinterested things to death and <laughs> read the plans or read things on the Facebook page and look, look at what Amanda, coach Amanda had said to people. Um, I, I thought I had figured out nutrition during my runs, but I really hadn't. And I'm, I'm still, when I get ready to do my next marathon training, which I, I haven't even picked my next one. Sure. Um, but I'm going to have to like really re rework that and research it and figure it out because I just, I didn't, I still, when I look back at what I was eating in the fall, I just know I wasn't eating enough in general. Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. So yeah, um, those are kind of the things that went well. Um, uh -huh. Was there anything, it sounds like you had an injury or an issue with yeah. your knee. Did you have any injuries or anything that was, um, yeah, I had some things. So like, when was it like three to four weeks before the marathon? I think, um, I began to have an ankle issue and I, you know, like a typical, well, maybe not a typical, typical runner, but in typical Julia fashion, I kind of freaked out and thought, Oh no, 
What's going to happen? It's all over. It's all over. I invested this much money and we booked our hotel and I figured out childcare for the boys because they weren't coming with, you know, there's so much stress when, when it comes to an out of town, big, yeah, which I thrive on, but also, so I was kind of freaking out. And I think what it was is I didn't mean, I didn't go in to see anybody. I had, well, I did go see my chiropractor and she even tested for stress, stress fracture and there wasn't. So I'm pretty sure it was a, um, an overuse injury. Okay. And so what I had to do there is I cut out a day of running from the plan and added in cycling instead. And so that helped. Um, but I still was definitely going slower than I wanted to, which I'm pretty sure again is related to, um, hydration, especially that's another thing I've learned in roar, like not even just during runs, but throughout the week, I was not drinking enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you were also training for your first, I mean, just as a yeah, PSA, you were also training yes. for your first marathon on a pretty ambitious <laughs> right. So, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, no, not, yeah. you, but, but there, but there are times in a, in a training cycle where you just don't have it. Right. And you just yeah. have to trust that it's going to come out on the other side. And typically it does. And we'll talk about your day, but you were also training in Kansas city in the middle of summer. So yeah, you also have to, you know, hot. yeah. So there's a, there's a lot that came went into it. And I'm not saying that your, your comment isn't valid or anything, but it's not, um, no, you know, it's not that. as robotic as, as we would hope, right? It's not quite as I feel like you're validating way. me, which is good because I tend to I tend to come down really hard on myself because I think this is a plan. I can do it. Anyone oh, can do it. Sure. Yeah. Anyone can do it. I can. <clears throat> and I forget. I you forget can. Yeah. I mean, and that's and that attitude is gonna get you really far, but then it's also you also have to sometimes zoom out and have the perspective like, okay, this is my first marathon. I haven't done, you know, an 18 miler and then a 20 miler. And yeah. it's also August in Kansas City and you know, it's, it's rough. I mean, that yep. marathon training in the summertime is not for the week. Oh, no. <laughs> I would tell you, you no, know, unless you're, you know, living in <laughs> Siberia. Well, but then you had a sense of humor out throughout it all. Um, oh, so you yes. put up, well, well, let's start with the major TMI moment. I mean, I almost feel like you just need to tell the story. Why don't you I tell know, the story? Right? I'm like, can I just read that? Read that I know. Well, and actually I'm sitting up in my kitchen. It's downstairs on my desk downstairs, but, <laughs> um, but tell us what happened. You were, you were going out for a run on a yes. trail. So I had just been, and this is part of what made some of my training not as ideal is I was in a busy season of work. Okay. So I had just come back. I had spent, it was on a Thursday and Monday through Wednesday, I had been at, I'd been out of town for work and it'd been a really good few days, but it was busy. It was stressful, but I, I crushed my presentation. You know, it was one of those times throughout the year where I had to present to a board of trustees. I had to wear my heels. I had to, you know, just look, it was professional, Julie. It was all put together, Julie. Sure. And then you're never eating great when you're traveling. So the next day I come home and I'm like, all right, got to get my run in. So I go out for a trail for a trail, well, not like trail, trail run. I was on like a bike trail, <clears throat> but yeah, around, I was, I was aiming to do, I think, I think I was supposed to do like seven or something, but around, I think mile two or three, I realized, oh no, oh no, I have got to find a bathroom. The stuff I ate today, the stuff I ate the past few days, I was like, this is not good. And this is never, ever, no, 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 I did this back. This had happened to me before. I forgot. This is my second time. Okay. It was that feeling in the pit of my stomach where I was like, oh my gosh, I have got to find a bathroom. So I'm turning around. And, and you I had brand new shorts on, by the way. We need to oh, that's check right. that, right? You had brand new shorts on. I did. I had my brand new Sunita short, which had been recommended to me by other girls in the in the AMR Facebook group. And I and I had my phone slid in there, which I'd never had 
shorts where you could slide in your, um, slide in your pocket. Mm -hmm. So I'm running along and I all of a sudden just have that feeling where I'm like, I've got to find a bathroom. So I turn around and I hadn't, I don't think I had run on this trail maybe one or two other times. So I didn't really, wasn't familiar with it. And I'm coming back and realize, okay, just get to your car, get to your car. And then I realized I was maybe not going to make it. So it was like, okay, walk, 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 walk. You can do it. And then I realized that awful moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I am going to have to go in the woods and I have never done this. But you know, when you reach that point, you're just like, I just don't care because what can you do? Honestly, what can you do? Yeah. So I walk as fast as I could into the woods and I try and get far where no one can see me. And oh my word. And I'm just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Thankfully, nobody walked by at that time. So I'm like, okay, phew. So that's all over. I survive. I get back on the trail, you know, feeling like gross and disgusting. And, and, and during that time I am, I'm like, just yesterday I was wearing nice clothes and heels and I was looking like a normal put together human being. And today I am pooping in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it goes downhill so fast. It goes downhill. So I, and I have to, the other thing about this is I had to get back to get my boys who have all days got out of school early that day. So I'm running behind and I get to my car and I realized, oh no, I don't have my phone. And I thought, oh no, I left my phone where I pooped. And so I thought, oh, oh my gosh. So I have to walk, run back to that place. Uphill. Go, it was uphill. uphill. I just... That's right. Uphill. And I go and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, please say that my phone is okay. Please say it's not. I don't have to like dig through anything to find it. Thankfully, it was right next to the scene of the crime. Yeah. And it was safe. And I grabbed my phone and tried to get back as fast as possible. I texted my neighbor and said, can you please look for my boys? And she grabbed them and I went home. And instead of going to get the boys right away, I went home and showered because I thought I cannot show up. <laughs> <laughs> my boys. But oh, oh well, and you had used your you used. I mean, the the other thing that um the the detail about the story that I liked is you used your phone or you watched to find your phone, right? Because oh. like you're like I just pulled off in some random part of the woods, like and so then you like get close, you're like beep 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 beep, and like next to this heaping pile of app is your phone like I mean totally forgot about that. Yes, I have a different watch now, so I forgot I could. Well, I guess I can do that on this one too. But okay. Yeah. Oh my God. That's literally how I found it. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I I need to pull that up. I have sent that to a few of my running friends just to encourage them and to just put things in perspective. Yes. Well, you know what? This is real life. Yeah. I love that you can feel comfortable sharing that because it's, (laughs) it may not have happened in that, you know, in that dramatic fashion to everybody, but I mean, I remember we did, we used to have a column called what would another mother runner do? And um, I had two friends here, um, who uh, were trying to qualify for Boston. One was basically helping the other one get to the marathon finish line uh, uh-huh. at a certain time. And the one that was the helper had to really go to the bathroom. And um, so she had to make a choice, right? Does she stay next to Becky or does she, you know, poop in her pants basically, you know? <laughs> and um, so, you know, the, the struggle's real. So thank you for sharing that. It journey. is. And then when you see someone like um, Steph Bruce run the, the Chicago marathon and at like mile 20, Yes. crap her pants yes. and she posts. I'm like, all right, she's, she's just like me. She may be way faster, but she is just like me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> One of the questions we often get asked is how do I get the stink out of my workout wear? We hear you mother runner. After we work up a sweat, our athletic gear can reek, but stink be gone. We found a solution. Wind sports detergent removes sweat, oils, bacteria, and salts from workout wear, so it feels and smells fresh as new. The key to win is how it lifts out oils. Let me take you through a bit of science. 
Wicking fabrics, like the ones most of us run in, attract oils. It's cruel irony that the very properties that allow synthetic fabrics to wick away moisture cause them to attract oils. Adding insult to injury, as bacteria from your skin consume these oils, they create gases which give synthetics that telltale <clears throat> sweaty smell. Win for the win. The active ingredients in wind separate oils from synthetics. These oil-removing ingredients aren't found in most supermarket detergents. By removing oils, wind makes your apparel smell and perform like new. This is because in addition to causing odor, these oils impede performance. By removing them, wind makes your apparel wick better and last longer. And it works on any stinky stuff in your laundry. Dimity uses it on her daughter's volleyball pads, and we both use it on the covers of our dog beds. Wind stops stink in its tracks. Starting this month, a 1.5 ounce sample of Win is included in every order from our Mother Runner store. And you can save 20% off any Win products on Amazon using code AMRGOWIN. That's all one word. Limit one redemption per customer. Again, that code on Amazon is AMRGOWIN. A-M-R-G-O-W-I-N. Well, and then you had one other TMI moment, which isn't quite as graphic or um, hopefully it worked out okay. But I think that's helpful to know because um, you said that tampons don't work for you anymore because you had a vaginal C-section. Yes. The Diva Cup (laughs) used to work for you, but just one day decided not to hold it in anymore, right? Yes. I'm still honestly trying to figure this out. So let me tell you about race day itself because- okay. Let's just go there. Sure. Let's go there because that will all, that will include all this. So, um, I, besides making every rookie mistake in the book that you all, that you guys had warned us about, I knew I shouldn't walk too much at the expo. I knew I shouldn't go out fast. I knew I should plan my meals and make sure I eat nutritionally or nutritiously while I'm in a different city. I knew all of those things and somehow it all flies out the window when you're there. Sure. Um, so I made all those rookie mistakes, but the morning before the marathon, I woke up to my period arriving four days early and I have got to be kidding me. And so I was like, Yes. So I was like, okay. And you know, you read in Stacey Sims book roar where she says, actually, you know, the first day or two of your period, you physiologically, you're more closer to a man. And so you actually should run like fine. <laughs> and sure. I read that and I went, that's a load of crap. That's not how it happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so th- for me, usually my second day is when I'm the heaviest and that was the day of the marathon. So the day of the marathon, I was like this and I was, and I, because I'd been, it'd been a stressful week before I'd had a work conference the week before that was really intense, really high stress and it was good, but I was just worn out after that. So from the time I got back the previous week until marathon weekend, I think my body was just recovering. Sure. So it was recovering from that. I wasn't feeling that great. And then to get my period four days early and then to have the heaviest day be the day of the marathon. I just, I remember texting my sister-in-law that morning and saying, well, this is gonna be a crapshoot, but I'm just gonna be happy to be here and be healthy, and I'm gonna do my best to just finish. I basically threw all of my time goals out the window and just hoped, you know, hope for the best. But on the day of the marathon, I think I did a tampon, a Diva Cup, and a, and a pad. <laughs> because oh my I gosh. Just like, because I didn't wanna pack stuff. Yeah. And I so you, so you just used that for the duration? You kind of had like a one, two, yep. three layering system? Yep. And yeah. it, and it how- worked. It did not feel the greatest. I still had to make 
because I was just having cramping. I still had this, I think I stopped two, maybe three times to use a bathroom, which I usually don't during, I mean, I'd never run a marathon, but sure. during my half marathons and my other races, I never had to stop. Okay. So, All right. Well, so that's that a bummer. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that, that that timing was so <laughs> unfortunate. Um, but, and, and I mean, just talk about other parts of the marathon and you, and I'm, I don't want to dwell on the negative stuff, but you brought it up. So let's start there. I mean, you went out too fast. Like what, what did yeah. that feel like? And did you know you were doing it or did, was no, it? No. Just- and that's, that's part of the problem. And I had been, I had read and been warned, you know, in these big city marathons, your um, watches because the GPS can be messed up because of the tall building. So I yes. knew that that could be happening. So my goal was to go out around a nine fifteen. I was hoping to go under four for my okay. first one, which is really ambitious for your first, but I was thinking I could maybe do that. Um, so I thought if I run, you know, nine fifteen, the first four to five miles and then see how I'm feeling. Then, you know, just as I feel better, start going faster. Well, I went out when my first mile hit, it said like eight twenty-five, and I thought, Oh no. (laughs) And I I didn't feel like I was going that fast. I actually was trying to go slow and then it registered as eight twenty-five, and I thought, Oh no. So I had read, that was when I had an Apple watch and I had read that Apple watches tend to be a little better with GPS. And so okay. I thought, well, maybe it's accurate, but regardless, I need to slow down. And then the next mile was like seven something. And I knew that wasn't right. And so then I kind of started freaking out and I voice texted my husband and said, can you please tell me what, like text me what the app is saying that I'm the paces that I'm going because I don't <laughs> think this is right. So then I'm trying to do mental math and I am terrible at math. I once taught, taught my kids that nine plus three, or I taught my kids that six plus three is 10. So like I'm <laughs> bad at math and I'm trying to figure it out and trying to slow down and trying to not freak out. And then about halfway, when I got to like the half marathon point, I had something that happened to me that's happened two or three times during my training where I could feel my heart start beating kind of fast. And I okay. thought, and when that has happened before, it's the only way to fix it really is to just stop and yep. like just stop the run and kind of let your breath catch up. Um, and that's kind of all you could do about it. Um, well, when you're in the middle of a marathon and that starts happening, you don't really have the option to stop. So I started feeling my heart rate go fast and I thought, Oh no, (laughs) this is not good. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I just thought, okay, that's all right. Just slow down. You're just trying to, you're just trying to finish. And I thought if I slowed down enough, eventually it would, you know, calm down. But what ended up happening is the whole last half marathon, my heart rate was at like upper 170s, sometimes 180. Wow. Was it hot that day? I'm just curious. No, it was Was, like, I mean, it was a good running day. Yeah, it was. It was like 40 degrees. I think I had gloves on, arm sleeves and um, an ear wrap thing. Okay. So the, the reality is, is that my heart, so I, after, again, after reading Roar, I realized I was and I've realized in general when it happens is because I'm, de- I'm kind of almost dehydrated. dehydrated. So I was not yeah. hydrated enough because I actually had tests done on my heart in the fall to make sure everything was okay. Cause I was worried about it and everything, say, yeah. everything came back fine. So, um, like I did an ultrasound, they did several tests because this happened multiple times and it was always when it was kind of hot or when I hadn't been drinking enough. Okay. So by mile, like, 18 maybe uh, and I had never walked in a race never and by mile 18 I don't even remember choosing to walk I just remember <laughs> I'm walking yeah <laughs> but, sure okay so it was like I would walk <clears throat> and then I would run and then I'd walk and then I would run and I kind of went through this low, low point where I went oh my word so many people from home and people I 
from, from wherever friends, family, like they're watching me on the app. They can see that I'm doing terrible. Like I just got really negative on myself sort of. And, but then, you know, by maybe mile 21, I just kept focusing on, you know what, because I'm a, a wiser, an older, wiser mother runner in Kansas City had given me really wise words before, because um, I had asked her, do you think I can go under four? And she's like, I totally think you can. Here, you know, and she kind of gave me tips, but then she came back and she said, but really, Julie, at the end of the day, <clears throat> the people that matter, your husband, your kids, they are going to be proud of you no matter what. So no matter what happens on that day, remember that the people who love you the most are going to be proud of you. And so when I was, I think it was like around mile 20, 21, when I was really dying, I just started telling myself that I thought, who cares? You just have to finish. Sure. I did not want a DNF on my very first marathon of course and not. my time had gone way, way down. And, you know, I've always had respect for marathoners, but when I was in the middle of one and just, you know, biting the dust at every step, I had so much more respect for them because I thought this is a really hard thing to do. And anyone who can finish this, I have respect for. And so, the, you know, they call the finisher's medal. And I remember telling myself, you want that finisher's medal because that will mean you finished and you didn't give up, give up, even though every part of you just wants to stop right now because you're cramping and you're miserable and you're dehydrated. I mean, I didn't know I was dehydrated at the time. So I really just focused on the fact that I was doing my first marathon. I knew my husband and kids would be so proud. Who cares what anyone thinks? And really, no one cares that much. Let's be honest. Like your they really would, don't. I mean, that's they, I was they love say, you. Like it's yeah. not it's not just your family. Like really, I mean, of course we want, all want you to run the best that you can, and we want you to be satisfied with your run. But it's yeah. not like oh, there's Julie, and then I have you know thinking oh she's a four fifteen or or she, you right. know, she wanted to go under four. She couldn't do. It. Like no one does that, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just not, it's, you know, I think we, you know, again, the number-based sport is, it's hard to sometimes, um, you know, take it away from that, Mm -hmm. take it away from the fact that you just ran 26.2 miles and you are, you know, through some pretty big obstacles. So, I mean, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) That's, that's well, so did you celebrate that night with your family? Yeah. I mean, we, but I crossed the, I'm trying to think I crossed the finish line felt pretty, you know, like, okay. I I wouldn't say I was elated because I had finished. I was more like, oh my word. Okay. I did it. I got through it. I didn't die. Sure. Sure. But, um, once we, once like we went back to the hotel and we, cause we actually had to leave like that day and start driving back to Iowa to get our kids, okay. our, our boys. And I just remember wherever we had stopped for dinner on our way back, just feeling that's where I really began to feel that sense of like, I did it. I did Good. a freaking marathon. It might not have been as pretty or as fast as I wanted, but I did it and I finished and my husband's proud of me. My kids are proud of me. My parents are proud of me. I'm the first marathoner in my family. Like nice. it just, it felt so good to have that done. And of course, <clears throat> by the next day I thought, okay, <laughs> what's my next one going to be? Cause I'm going to want a redemption one. Whereas at mile 17, I was saying, I'm never going to do this again. This is the worst thing ever. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, I know. So have you picked another one? I think, I think so. I, my, I would like to do at least one marathon a year. I I wanted to do two this year, do one in the spring because I like to run in the winter. Mm -hmm. Um, that's my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Hi puppies. (laughs) Um, but I think we are traveling overseas this summer. And so I need to, all of our extra money is going to our trip to Spain. And so I need to choose a cheap race. I need to choose one that's within driving distance. And so I'm, I'm looking at doing the Des Moines marathon in the fall because I'm from Iowa. So it's kind of like doing 
you know, my home state. It's going home. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not like the most, it's probably not going to be the most interesting city to run, run through, but I bet um, you it's got some highlights for sure. Yeah, no? it'll be that. So that that's my goal. And I'm also, <clears throat> I just finished up a month long swimming class with the, I, I run with a play try store. Okay. Um, I think they're a national chain, but the local store here, they have free group runs every Saturday. And so I got to know them and then they have a swimming class. And of course, you know, they're like, Julie, you should do a triathlon. I'm like, no, no, no. I'll never want to do a triathlon. Well, now I'm looking at doing a sprint try in nice. the summer. Nice. So I need to, I need to learn how to swim though. I, they taught me how to swim. I I'm really having a hard time with the breathing though. So I just need to practice and practice and practice and hopefully Hopefully one day I can, hopefully this August I can do a sprint try. I have no doubt that you can. And I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you see me the, swim though, Dimity. I don't know. What's that? You should see me swim. You might yeah, you're, you're an eight and a three man. You're an achiever. You'll do it. You'll do it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Julie, thank you for sharing. I mean, that is a great, that's a great, I hope that people um, got to listen while it's on a run. Cause I know I love some good vicarious living. Like I said, it's just fun <laughs> to hear the race reports live. I read them a lot, but it's fun to hear them live and, um, thank you for sharing all the ups and downs and the victories. Yeah. Congratulations on your first marathon. Um, nothing thank to, you. Uh, you know, no, nothing to shrink about that. You did it. You did it. Uh-huh. And um, the next one is going to be better and maybe not make so many. Maybe you have to put your timer on for your, the expo and be like, okay, I got right. five minutes. I'm in and out or 30. Minutes. Well, and hopefully, you know, if I did a Des Moines one in that expo, I mean, the Chicago expo was amazing. Sure. It's I huge. can't ima- imagine one in Des Moines will be quite, quite as good. Quite you as know good. I mean? How yeah. can those big, those big ones can't really compare? No. They're I in agree. a league of their own. They are. They are. Well, many more happy miles, Julie, and we will see you uh, throughout the channels of another mother runner. Okay. Thanks. It was good to chat with you. Take care. See you. Bye. Bye.